I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickert. And this is Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. It's been no time for us, but it's been a whole week for you. Lou Morton is back with us. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm finishing my water. Thank you. Well, you know, if you need more, if you need more, you just let us know. I couldn't leave because I'm not finished with my water. That's understandable. And also, I mean, yes? Oh, no, what? No, what? Uh, I was hmm? going to say get him more water. Then. Well, I will. Okay. I just offered. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry, I cut I, you off. Alan, um, God damn it. Anyway, Lou actually wrote this episode. Massage chair. Yes. Originally aired 10 2 96 October 2nd, 96, in case you don't know what those numbers stood for. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? So, what's, uh, what's, where did this start? Did this just start as a card on the wall? This started, this is one of two episodes about how they have to cut the snacks in the break room. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, which at Silent Live, that's something that actually happened. Is they <laughs> they got rid of the so free sodas, Aww. and I guess our anger about that really stuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> so so very important. Yes, I, I was just gonna say before we go, like the one thing I do love about this episode because we've talked about this in previous ones. We love seeing Catherine slap someone because it yep. always the the sound and yeah it always looks like it hurts a lot mm-hmm. and she gets to do it a lot in this one. Well, and Lisa does too. And Lisa, I mean, and once. Lisa, yes, <laughs> it's not bad. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of slaps in this episode, uh, but this one starts out. This is a prop heavy episode. I'd kind of forgotten. Uh, this would be another one to bring Jody Mann on for because uh, there's there's a lot going on here. Um, but uh, yeah. Joe is fixing, quote unquote, Catherine's desk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> even though there was nothing wrong with even it. Even though there's nothing wrong with it. No, he's just yeah. he's pimping out her desk. Um, <laughs> this has one of my favorite moments in all of news radio, which is Beth just saying, "You like her. You you have a crush. You love her. You, you love her." <laughs> that is one of my favorite moments in the whole. Maybe she'll marry me, and we'll have little Catherine and Joe babies. Mm. I don't know why that's so damn funny to me. I, I was kind of get, when, when uh, you put that on paper. Does it? Uh, do you just do you write it out that way, or do you just watch what Vicky does with like the line? I swear, I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory. All right, we'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this was a long time ago, my friends. Well, mm-hmm. well, sure, cool. I understand. I mean, we, we just watched it, so we we assume that everybody. Just what? No, I'm a guy. <laughs> I uh, the but yeah. So uh, Joe is has absolutely no tact, and he mm-hmm. asks Catherine if she'd like to to repay him if uh, she'd like to have uh, dinner, and if not, just skip right to the sex. We have a cat. We have a cat. Back, we have a cat so. who won't stop. That's a really human sounding cat. It's creepy sometimes. There are times when it sounds like she's speaking to us. Yeah, are you sure it's not a child? I, I can't <laughs> be sure. Like maybe she's evolved. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's that's our first slap. Uh, yeah, well, I, Tavy, could you hear the? Could you <laughs> hear that cat on the microphone? Because it's crazy. 
Yeah, well, the, the other night I swore to God she was saying words, and it just creeped me the fuck out, and I just had to go to sleep instead. <laughs> uh, what, Alan? I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I just, I, I, I love that <laughs> that he rigs it, you know, so the, the, the drawers come out when you push a button, but the effort it takes to push the button, you could pretty much pull out the drawer. Pull out the drawer with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a theory on this show that Joe's a secret serial killer. I don't know if you've heard enough episodes to hear that. It's not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Joe's character is based more and more as the series went on on Joe Rogan himself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's a, who's has a lot of the same obsessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take that, <laughs> take that as you will. You're really giving us carte blanche here. <laughs> Was it just like dis- discussions with Joe, or you're like, oh, ac- actually, yeah, we should put this in in somewhere or something? Along yeah, you talk with Joe, and he, he, you know, he, sorry, he believed they were keeping aliens at Area 52. I mean that, that mm-hmm. so you'd, you'd put it in. But he played it so fervently, like uh, like to like, I'll give him credit for that, like to, yeah. to to play it like so real, like that. You know, of course, there's nobody. La- we never landed on the moon, but to play it for comedy, even knowing that everybody around you thinks you're insane. <laughs> That's kind of. Yeah, I think he, he. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he probably realized we thought he was insane, but he also thought he was right. Sure. Mm. So, so why not express why not? that on on national television? That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really love so much that that the that the Matthew bit here is him being si- excited for thumbtacks. Ooh, thumbtacks! <laughs> I have those. <laughs> he sticks his finger in and just. Gets it caught in the drawer. Oh, over. right. No, that was and later over. on. I'm yeah, sorry. later on he says, I have those. That's fine. That's paper clips. That is one of the best lines in that episode. <laughs> I shouldn't remember that. <laughs> well, so, we, we, we go to the office then, yeah? Yeah, yeah we, with, we do. But that, I mean, with, that's that's our cold open with the, the fingers getting squished. Mm-hmm. Was there, did you like writing Matthew bits? Like the cold opens like that? Or? Oh, yeah. Matt, I mean, Andy, Andy Dick was just super funny, fun to write for. Mm-hmm. And this was the episode, I believe, where he began to become uh, in love with Bill and Bill's willing slave. Yeah. I'm not sure it, that happened before this. Well, we, we yeah. talked about it. pretty much just something like, like, it worked, so we stick with it. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is like full on. Yeah. There, there was hint when he was uh, uh, when he was in the poker game in a previous episode mm-hmm. uh, when <laughs> they, they lost Bill, or James, Jimmy James lost Bill in a poker game. He he was like helping Bill out when he's bequeathing. Oh, he things was, he back. was like yeah, yeah. like like Bill was the king and he was he was, yeah, was yeah. kind of aid. So yeah, we yeah. don't know if that was like a seed planted there that like all of a sudden. Yeah, I guess that was sort of the, that that was probably the beginning of that relationship. It was very much just like you need someone to be there with Bill. Mm. Let's make it Andrew. Let's make it Andy Dick. And Nobody then, else is stupid enough. And then it worked, so it ended up being something that we stuck with Un- it's, until it's, it eventually it. becomes actual like huck the huck finn thing is it very quickly became like what <laughs> what what the matthew character is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you can buy those uh his overalls from that scene i should point yeah. that can out you? But yeah. how much are his overalls from that scene? i'll have to check i'll have to oh check but God. those are definitely available and i considered I, for a it, moment <laughs> it's too much yeah they're charging too much there's, i don't know how much they're charging but they're charging too much yeah i'm I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to look at some point but uh, you yeah. would wear those too mm-hmm. wouldn't you wear them that's a that might be a str- I, I would put a lot of layers on between me and the pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just it's not mm-hmm. a judgment. It's just, I'm just saying. I just you just want to be safe oh, yeah. these days. It's anybody who wore overalls first, you know, you gotta. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and then uh, it's uh, uh, one of one of the plots is about the budget, which seems mm-hmm. innocuous. 
I think it seems like it's just another another budget uh, just a thing about the budget just another kerfuffle over the budget uh, he says a budget is a budget Jimmy says a budget is a budget is a budget Gertrude Stein uh, a rose is a rose is a rose and I don't remember what the line is after that. I didn't write uh, it down. Did you write that's it down? Great. Can we get back to the budget? Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy says a budget is a budget is a budget. To quote. Uh, oh yeah, and then Dave Stein. says Gertrude Stein. Yeah. Okay. I. That was solid delivery on yep. both our parts. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they 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 want they want free snacks for the break room, but he's mm-hmm. he's going to eliminate them. That's that's where that's where the money's going to go somehow, even though later on the big budget snafus are over bills salary or things that snacks are the big deal in this <laughs> in this episode i love it i <laughs> i love that uh mr james always says uh, look at <laughs> he gives dave the example of look at disney if the hunchback of notre dame was running a deficit do you think that mickey mouse would jump in there and bail them out hell no That's when right. he was saying like other de- like if why doesn't he just take from other departments and mm-hmm. doing well like yeah, and then Dave brings up Scrooge McDuck because yep. why not? Why not play along with with Jimmy? Because who, you know, why would he not? But ducks hate hunchbacks. Like that that is one of my favorite lines of this <laughs> show. It's one of those things I think you could say to somebody who's a fan, and I don't think they'd necessarily even pick that line out. Mm-mm. It's it's a weird line. Hilarious every time you hear it, though. Oh, of oh, course yeah. it is. <laughs> who were there? People who wrote more for certain characters on the show? No, no, pretty much wrote for everybody. Yeah. Did you? How easy was it to find the voice? For I mean, for you in particular, was there one that you liked to write more? Uh, not really. I mean, everyone likes the the the, the every everyone likes to write for for Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, by this point, by this point, season three, we'd all been writing this show for a long time. I think we all were pretty dialed in. Mm-hmm. I hope. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, this, this is the season that I think, other than smoking in the cane, I think this is the one people start to remember the most. Am I wrong? And I mean, the sandwiches, I think, was another. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's coming up shortly. Right. So, yeah, I think this is the season that that really starts to hit people. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know. Was this also shuffled as much as the other seasons in terms of time or not? Uh, you mean they running them out of order? No, just in in general, just running them, uh, screwing with the scheduling of the actual show, like the actual. No, at this point we already lost. Mm-hmm. It's like wherever they put us, it did, we didn't even notice anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've made a friend of your you, your you have creepy cat. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it, there was no chance we were going to become popular at this point. It didn't matter where they put us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it very much, I think we all felt like we were hitting our stride in season three. It got better in season three. Yeah. I think most shows, like network shows, season three, season three is, and four, generally the best ones, and five is where it starts to go downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, yeah. part, for me, in like general? Parks and Rec is one that I absolutely love, and I feel like season three is also when it hit its stride, because mm-hmm. they'd found all their characters, because <laughs> okay. they'd had to kick one off, and figured that out and then yeah I'm trying to think of other shows that are I mean I don't like season that three. I don't like that many shows as much as I like news radio though so it's like it's hard to compare um well, even the Simpsons like even season three I feel like that's when it's season really, three and four yeah sure it's a good point but they've also had 30 seasons to right right they've had a to be as bad or good as they want yeah exactly it's hit and miss that's fine um and just in terms of of what the office was like the writer's office was like 
feel like by season three, it was pretty much what it was going to be from there on out through all of season three and season four, where we, we sort we had our writing staff. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very comfortable with the fact that we would often start work at two in the morning. <laughs> That's so <laughs> insane. What studio There's, were you at for this season? Uh, all seasons were uh, Sunset Gower. It's they possible were. season one wasn't. I don't know. Okay. Okay. But uh, Sunset Gower, yeah. Sunset, I thought Which maybe. is sort of a, a, a great sort of second tier. At the time, at the time, not much was produced there at all. So right. It was really small. Huh. The show Jag was being produced there. Really? And it seemed oh, wow. like <laughs> every episode took place primarily in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. They're always <laughs> shooting in our parking lot. <laughs> that weird parking lot that has a bunch of Marx Brothers references for the uh, the spots. I don't know if they had them then, but a lot oh, of the, the, no. the parking spots have like no. Well, now there's parking structure there. There was no parking structure. When oh, they dug up okay. the parking lot, put in the parking structure, that was Mars mm-hmm. in the space episode. Really? Oh. That's funny. I had no idea what what stage was it. Sorry, this is like deep nerd shit. I apologize. What stage was it? I don't I don't remember. I, f- I swear, I feel like it was seven or nine. I feel like somebody told me it was I one think of it those. Was two. Seven or nine too. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, this is like yeah. I, have, I don't remember. Call in and let I think us it was know. Building was... seventeen was the writers' offices. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just working late nights. Did you get? at least more sleep on this than you did on SNL because I know sometimes that could be all it hours. It varied. It was just we'd, we'd, I think we slept fine. We just slept weird hours. Mm. It's like sometimes you're staying up all night and sometimes you're sort of living the life of a farmer where you get up at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh, God. Did you have it was like... It all fun. This was the year, I think the year we discovered Doom. We, all, <laughs> we had always mm. played a lot of video games. It was just something we did. And like there would be video, like... There'd be video games set up in Paul's office, and there's mm-hmm. some games that you'd play, and some games you'd like to watch other people's play. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like some, you, I remember one like in the middle of the night, like Josh would come to my office and asking if I would play the soccer games that he could watch. <laughs> that was just sort of like just what we did. But we started, we realized we could connect our two PlayStations together with a cord and play Doom against each other on two TVs, oh, and that okay. changed everything. And we it just, there was a game going 24 hours a day for at least a year, oh, and it got it became very very competitive, <laughs> and it, it the season ended with like a very high stakes Doom tournament where I still like have anxiety dreams about oh. my when I lost in the Doom tournament because oh, like no. someone like I wasn't at the office there were people at the office who just got bored and they wanted to play a game so they they woke me up like four in the morning and I drove in to play my match and I wasn't really at my best and I lost and I still I, I cling to that excuse to this day that I lost in the big Doom tournament oh my god but uh and the the, the problem the problem with all these things is the, the PAs get very very good mm-hmm. and I think Spider was the best yeah it wow. me to just say. destroyed everybody yeah, I think Spider was the best. <laughs> On that note, it's let's take awesome. a quick break. Oh, okay. Hey, Alan. Yes, Jason. Do you like ice cream? I love ice let's cream. Let's cut to the damn chase. CVT soft serve. Chocolate. Yeah. Vanilla. Twist. Uh, sea salt. Sprinkles. Coffee. With ice cream in it. At CVT soft serve. And CVTsoftServe.com. Two trucks. Los Angeles only. Sorry, guys. Oh, Come out to Los Angeles. Yeah, guys. Come visit us. Don't come to my house. But you, I'll but visit you. I'll have ice cream with you. 
That's he about will. it. Yeah. I said we we're going to cut to the chase and we just No, we just rambled. rambled. Okay. Bye guys. CVT's off. <laughs> A lot of demons to Mm-hmm. So back to the Doom tournament. Um, yes. So what's what's your favorite game? Do you have a, do you have a favorite do you, game? Do you still game? What what's, what was the gaming like compared to the gaming at SNL? Oh, it wasn't that. <laughs> no, the, 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 no. Yeah. I had to. Sorry. I just feel like that's every question I've been asking you. What's it like between SNL and the news radio? Um, let's see. So I I'm, so every episode you you wrote that last minute at first. Draft one was that kind of last minute. Well, in the beginning of the se- like episodes with only one person's name on them, were not like that way. Generally, someone okay. went off and wrote a first draft. I see. All right. Um, it's the episodes that have like six people's name on them or four people's name on them. Those were done last minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way we would do it is that there's a maximum number of names you can put on a script. Yeah. Uh, for the writers guild, and we just put as many names as you could on a script and rotate. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. But so so this one particularly, which I wish I had a copy of. This I wish this because this was it. early in the season. This this one I actually got a chance to write a first draft. Yeah, nice. Uh, we wouldn't get totally behind until like episode five. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Do, to, to our credit, uh, yes. Oh, I was just gonna ask this before because uh, I know you guys ended up like cutting some scenes because the scripts were usually uh-huh. a little bit longer. Do you do you remember any scene that that was possibly cut that you were like, oh, I wish that one would have stayed in there. You generally don't wish things stayed in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I generally wish you could cut more. Um, we would shoot... I mean, it, it's always good to shoot long and cut stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, there I feel like there's definitely at least one too many Joe Catherine beats. Mm-hmm. I would... Mm-hmm. I watched it this morning. It's like, oh, God, I wish I cut one of those. Mm-hmm. And there's a... like. When they break the chair and you're just in this episode <laughs> and you go out on the exterior of the building and him just shouting no, mm-hmm. I don't remember, but it, it really feels like there was more scene there and we just cut there. Mm-hmm. Like that was a way to end the scene and cut some stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, early in the, in the show, I think there's a real good one where uh, edit where uh, uh, Dave jumps across his office. <laughs> I, I, that. I tend to listen we, to these while I'm taking the notes, so I sometimes miss that shit. When he jumped across the office, that's really. It's fun. like he cut, he walks in and then he's he, he walks in and then he's really close to where he can sit down. It's like that kind of thing. <laughs> that's, that's really where, funny. Uh, which, which you know, no one wants to watch him walk around. Right. No, that's that's sensible. Uh, so uh, duct tape hunchbacks. We're already there. Um. <laughs> Do you want to go to a Bill revolting already? Yeah, no, I mean that's true uh, because uh, Dave, Dave's Dave's figured out the pattern right. of the sitcom he's in, which I love very much. Because if I do this, there'll be a full scale revolt and blah 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 blah. Yeah, because uh, Jason and I were talking about this because in season five, it really looks like uh, by that point Dave is so defeated to the point where he, like just depressed, defeated. We're almost wondering if it. <laughs> If it, we're starting to see that here, like uh, each episode goes, he's just a little bit more like, oh, we got, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that being the beginning? Crushed of, slowly. Like being crushed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't have that as much in the last season because he's still kind of screwing around a lot. I guess he still is in this season a little bit, but uh, actually by this time, is he still together with Lisa? Because we, we're skipping around as it we was record. The one where he went on, it was the last episode that they were at least briefly back together. Right. Yeah, the one we just talked about. Yeah. But between yeah. the two, I don't remember. Um, yeah, uh, actually, I wonder about that. Like, um, did you guys have like the idea like you want 
Dave and Lisa, well, let's just keep them as a couple starting season three or because I know at the, the end of last season they were kind of broken up within the fire. They got back together. Do you remember it all? Like It, it was just trying to figure out what we can generate stories out of. Mm-hmm. And breaking, breaking them up for Isle seemed fun, but it didn't seem like that could sustain forever, so we brought them back together. And then this this is the season where we start where we make her boss for a while. Oh, I love that dude. Mm-hmm. I do too. I do too. It just totally shits on any Sam and Diane potential. That's great. It's great. But yeah, Dave, Dave's figured out the pattern, and then we go, and then Bill just says, "What I'm talking about is a full scale revolt." This is this is an episode where I don't know if we cut the scene or it's just mm-hmm. a storytelling thing, but there's something we didn't do very much, which is we a, ma- a major thing happened off camera. Oh, okay. Oh. Which is. Uh, Dave telling them that they weren't going to have snacks in the break room. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Just it was, it was just that could yeah, have it's an artful taken cut. quite a while on screen. I suppose I mean, so. it would have been totally boring and would have duplicated the next yeah. scene with with Bill. Well, there's right. such with, great with quality stuff in this episode that I feel like that's a really good call. <laughs> um. I, I like him comparing them all to uh, the people in... Uh, oh, wait, what's the name of the film? No, can't remember. Uh, well, either way, he says, uh, forging for, for frozen gum, uh, or forging for like, morsels like an ice-bound Brazilian soccer team, is what he says. <laughs> Beth and keeps licking the ice cube tray. She does? Because she's that desperate person actor. Well, she, she, <laughs> yeah, she finds After the, the she chewed finds gum. gum, she's yeah. licking the ice licking cube tray ice. a few times in the huh. background. <laughs> I'm trying to theorize this. I wonder how many meals that these these the entire staff only depends on the free snacks. Like most I'm, of I'm Beth's sure Beth meals. Does. Like I, <laughs> yeah, there was a, the, there was an episode where we established that's the only way she does eat. Mm-hmm. She's eating ketchup packets. Ketchup soup. packets. That's right. <laughs> At some point. Um, also, as he as as Bill mentions a Brazilian soccer team for no reason for no reason Matthew interjects uh, in England they call soccer football. Good point. Like, there's just there's, there's nothing else you can say. I, I I get a sense like when Bill's like, you know, good point. He's trying to dismiss Matthew, but also like, okay, yeah. I got one guy on my side, even if it is Matthew. But yeah. I'm just gonna keep moving on to what I want to say. Right. Like, mm-hmm. He talks about how how we abolished slavery. No offense, Catherine. Which <laughs> I really love. I love that so so much. Why would well, I be offended, Bill? I don't know. I just like to cover all my bases. <laughs> <laughs> And also, Lisa has figured out equally what, I mean, she knows that the revolution's clearly happening, too, and sort of is, like, between the two, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to push it with Dave anymore, considering how much she pushed it with the pissy Wisconsin jerk, uh, you know, you know, back back at the uh, the, the shit-talking. Um, <laughs> uh, when, when, what was it? Yeah. When uh, Lisa mentions the revolution, Catherine says Dave was just doing his job, and then Bill says, so was Genghis Khan, and then Matthew interjects again with <laughs> the wrath of Khan. <laughs> like, something that has nothing to do with that. Again, I love that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to be able to be a part of anyone's conversation, because nobody's ever going to ask him to be in one most of the time. It's very true. Oh! <laughs> I remembered what my question was. Oh, go for interject, it. Interject. Go for please. it. Please. Inter- uh... I was wondering, um, Matt, what did you guys have a clear sense of what Matthew's job actually was? 
<laughs> oh no, no, no. Um, well, he's a, he's a reporter, mm-hmm. uh, but. When when the show began, <laughs> there was definitely like a sense that in this this is a show a workplace comedy where they actually do work. Right, we're gonna actually have them do work, and it we got bored of that of that work. It wasn't much fun. It's more mm. fun to just have them be idiots. <laughs> and so there's no like at, by this point, no more work will ever be done. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, speaking of Matthew, I was going through old newspaper clippings uh, online just to see what people were saying about news radio when it first came out. And I only got through the first season or the first two seasons. One of the funniest things I read was a guy saying that, that news radio, after watching the pilot, that it was uh, had all the typical stereotypes, including uh, Andy Dick as the gay reporter. I'm like, first of all, I've never heard of the stereotype of the gay reporter. And also, no. just because he's... Andy Dick doesn't necessarily mean like yeah he's a bit effeminate but it was one of the weirdest reviews I read of that show people were very mixed they didn't quite get the show some people totally were on board they're like this is a great this is a new Mary Tyler Moore there was an ad that we ran for the show saying like four out of five critics agree and the fifth one was just there's four good blurbs and the fifth one was just not as good as WKRP in Cincinnati. Of course. Oh my God. They're just unlimited. Yeah, there are a lot of looking at all those, it was all either WKRP or Mary Tyler Moore were the two things. And that's only because of Ted Baxter, I think, is the only reason they really compared it to. Sure. Which is, doesn't, I mean, he's not Ted Baxter. He's just a blowhard. Um, yes. I just don't think the critics were ready for the, this type of humor, which no. is amazing now. Yeah, <laughs> no, of course. Then, well, I mean, at the same time, they were equally successful. Well, equally but successful. But I think it was it was well liked by critics in general. I think mm-hmm. the, the the conventional yeah. wisdom was it was well liked, but just no one watched it. Right. It was like you know, one of the best shows you're not watching. Right. Like, mm. We were always that. <laughs> doesn't doesn't that emphasize? Doesn't that just kind of like bury it further to say you're not watching this and it's like well maybe i'm not going to then i it, <laughs> bury it further bury it the same amount that doesn't matter it doesn't matter there was one guy in detroit i read who just like every time he wrote about every any episode he's like love the shit out of it there's one particular reporter i wish i could remember his name but i just he really liked it. it was like really pushing for the show and i was like i like this guy you should have him talk to critic number five then i should yeah, yeah. yeah it's a very good point uh i really like bill saying benedict arnold slip with george washington yeah <laughs> Uh, and, and he was like also condoning somebody being Benedict Arnold in that statement as well. Like mm-hmm. he he's on Custard's Custer's yeah. side. <laughs> he Custer. also thinks that Custer may have been an Indian chief at some point. And oh, big chief <laughs> Custer! <laughs> no, he slaughtered many pale face that Such day. An idiot. I, I have to tell you, uh, in I love that quote so much. I try to use it in high school back in the day but every, every time I was like oh I'll just mention Custer see if somebody brings it up <laughs> never worked uh, never worked there were some times I tried to follow it up with the <laughs> big chief Custer no he killed many old pale face that day I would just get blank stares and I realized oh yeah no they, they didn't they didn't set me up at all like <laughs> it, it makes me question how you wrote an episode of any any of these shows I, 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 it was touch I and go sometimes mm-hmm. uh <laughs> How were there's uh, were there other like Bill history things that he gets wrong that 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 you wanted to add in but like I can only have so much in this episode 
Did that happen? I don't know. It seemed like that scene could be any length. <laughs> just going on and on and on. Yeah, it's a really good crazy scene. Crazy arguments about that are all wrong. Um, I'm sure it was just all the funny ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we kept kind of cutting ones that weren't as funny, and because like, you know you rehearse it during the week, and like, right. re you rewrite a lot during the week. So I'm sure ones that weren't as funny we cut and then replaced them. I could, yeah, I could totally just sit and watch him monologue that for like a half hour. I feel like. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Much scene. as we pick Bill apart, I don't think necessarily stupidity is one thing that comes, and I don't uh, think it's stupidity coming out. It's just needing a thing to say. I don't know what what's your what's yeah. your psychology of Bill. Uh, Bill, Bill's character in, may, exists to allow Phil Hartman to do whatever is funniest at any given time, <laughs> as many of the characters in the show. Um, for example, Jimmy James's intelligence level widely varies depending, he's either the smartest man in the world or a very dumb child. Depending on what the next joke is, and sometimes within five, uh, five seconds. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you you're, I'm gonna tell you, Bill's character. You do, do real deal with Bill McNeil for 20 minutes every every mm -hmm. week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so there's well, no <laughs> desire for internal consistency. Well, uh, you want you want it to feel true to the character. Sure, but I, you know there wasn't like a Bible. Right, like, right. I guess that's more what I meant. Yeah. Well, then it's maybe more we could fun see to go fast and loose with him. I think because he's such and Phil Hartman is such a good actor that. Mm. I think you could almost see him uh, as with Jimmy James, like just like everybody. Some things you're much smarter in, some things you're way uh, dumber in, and everybody's got that. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> has that. I mean, sure. Yeah. And then once we get to arcade, Bill's insane. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yes. absolutely insane. But, you know, he has the the misplaced total confidence that so mm. many comedy characters have. Yeah. yeah, at least outwardly. I don't know if it's always there on the deep inside, but uh, definitely has to be there at all times in front of other people. Well, you know, the funny thing <laughs> to do with a character with total confidence is make him not have any yeah. confidence yep. for, for yep. a story. Sure. You know, I think years later, because there's a line about Gore Vidal. Years later, I, <laughs> I met and interviewed Gore Vidal, and I'm pretty sure this line, that line, must have been going through my head. Like, oh, really? Yes. Uh, <laughs> like first and foremost, not hey, you're like an important, you know, figure in literature, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's more hey, you're you're a line from news radio. <laughs> now I know something about you personally. Uh, yeah, that's that's how much it's Im impacted my life. I think. Havana fell because of people. You were like talking you. about deep uh, nerd shit earlier. Hmm. <laughs> Nothing. No, shut up. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so we, we do end up back with Joe fixing mm -hmm. Catherine's desk further. Now, where are we now? We, do we? Is he he's a. Uh, well, he just put the small cameras in the drawer so she doesn't have to open the drawer to see what's in there. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> As an apology, we, which is a ridiculous apology. It's, what's that? Sorry, real quick, right before, I just wanted to address mm -hmm. that Joe suggests, um, while Bill's giving his speech mm -hmm. somewhere in there, uh, that they shoot a hostage every hour. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yep. just because we have the running discussion of how he's definitely a serial killer, I yeah. just wanted to... No, I made sure to make a note of that as well. A, he said it so casually that... Mm -hmm. Like a, like has been mentioned, he does have a van. Has mm -hmm. brought that up before. And, and a lot duct of duct tape. And a lot of duct tape. <laughs> homemade duct tape. And a lot of <laughs> anger that's way uh, misplaced. Yeah. 
over very, very small things. And what it does to people for them is it's a very, very big reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, d- yes. Oh, I... Okay, good. Uh, at some point, uh, we we get to the point where uh, Joe is talking about how he he gets ladies free cable, and then Lisa is one of the silliest lines in this show. It, it the show gets filthy every once in a while, mm-hmm. like a little like a little bluer than than maybe or maybe not. Maybe not. It's maybe it isn't any bluer. It just stands out to me. The alligator alligator clamps line. Yeah, I I thought the, like watching this, I was surprised that is. By f- that is much dirtier than we usually did. Yeah, and I, I like NBC standards. Uh, they're they're pretty strict mm-hmm. about a lot of things. Like uh, the pre- recent episode that you guys talked about that we're talking about uh, uh, Bill Speedo, mm-hmm. and they really fought us on saying Speedo. Oh what? Because goodness. it's a it's a brand name. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Um, and it's uh, that's all ad sales. And like some corporation might own Speedo at some point, who might also own something, own you know some car company. And then, wow, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, where were we? What were we talking about? <laughs> alligator well, clams. Alligator oh, clams. Yeah. yeah, that was really dirty. I, yeah. It makes me feel like maybe someone didn't get it. Uh huh. But that's uh, kind of what I was actually thinking. I mean, the censors had no idea because the censors were also like because we were not a hit. We did not have goodwill. They're not go- mm-hmm. like friends could be pretty dirty at sure. the same time more than we could because, uh, you know, the, why would they want to go through a big pain in the ass uh, if with with people writing in mm-hmm. uh, who are offended for us? Sure. Mm-hmm. At least it seemed that way. Was it did they look at the script and then the final product? Oh, sure. Yeah, they, they would review every every. Oh. That just makes me ill. <laughs> I mean, I've never had to deal with it, so I don't know how I would deal with it. But that's just like, but you can't write for that. I assume you just have to deal with it when it when it hits. If it yeah, hits. you just you just try. Oh my goodness! I don't I don't think we our our desire was to have the show be that dirty anyway. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I but, think yeah, that, that was a pretty the alligator clamps nipple, nipple clamps joke was pretty. Well, I. It, uh, it's surprising if they, if they did miss Mark. I was kind of like it's, it's surprising when Beth gets really into it. She's like, "Oh, who, t- who told you?" Lisa this? doesn't. Lisa doesn't get it either. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the top. There. There. Are th- I think there are three. There's that. There's the anal sex joke very early on in the show, and then there's one other that's a little extra dirty, and I can't remember what it is. It's another Beth. It's always Beth. Actually, that's weird. Beth's always the one delivering the dirtiest jokes in the show. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about that. You know, it isn't until, like, season five until Beth finally sings. Did, was, did, did, did Vicki Lewis want to sing on the show? This is, a, this is something I thought about. Oh, God, I don't remember. Because Beth don't... doesn't sing well, but I know Vicki obviously can sing beautifully, but... Yeah, that, that was four. That was season four. Season four? The, the oh, show. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there right. She sang. Oh, that one, too. Oh, my God, I was singing The Wedding. Yeah, the white okay, wedding that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. I forgot I, about season I, four. I, I, we knew she, she sings, sure. but I, I don't think... It's not like she was begging to sing all the time, mm. but uh, uh, but yeah, certainly we knew it was something we we should do at some point. Right. It wasn't like Joe Rogan's a secret yo-yo master, and, and he's like, "Guys, can you work in my yeah. yo-yo skills?" <laughs> that would be amazing, actually, if Joe Rogan was a secret yo-yo master. <laughs> Just this giant man with yo-yos. That would be fantastic. 
Uh, well, I'm assuming Andy Dick isn't a real dentist. Uh, that's also <laughs> I, I, I would also guess. Let me show off my dental skills. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and then they so basically Bill has decided that we we re, we discover that the reason Bill is on the side of everybody mm-hmm. for the snacks is he actually secretly he he's actually secretly fighting to have a massage chair in the office. He just wants attention on him, and mm-hmm. people standing up around him, I mm-hmm. think, is part of it, maybe, his mm-hmm. vision of it. Yeah. And, but he also wants to con <laughs> well, everybody. He wants to get, well, at least get the station to pay for the chair first. Right. I, I mean, my, I had two schools of thoughts, because I didn't... $20,000 chair. <laughs> just one, what? Oh, no, $2,000. $2,000. $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, but in 1996, dollars. It's uh, pretty crazy <laughs> for a chair at any, so long at any year so far, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I I was just like theorizing, like, because I could almost see him not having the chair right away in mind that he was upset about the snacks, but then he's like, oh, wait, you know what? I could just switch this to a chair. Or if it was like, yeah, no, no, I'm going to get, I'm going to get them on my side with the snacks thing, but then wheel them into the chair. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Because later on, he was like, they mentioned, like, somebody, I think it's Matthew mentioning the snacks to him, and he's Mm -hmm. like, Acts like he didn't even know what he's talking about, and then he pretends to fall asleep. That's right. And I I think I just skipped backward. I'm going to skip forward again. Oh, go ahead. Uh, But he finally, they finally, he does finally somehow get the chair. Mm -hmm. Not somehow. He gets Matthew to pay for most of it. But he was, well, no, he was going to get him to pay the the $1,200 out of the $2,000. Right. But Matthew only has $80. Oh, that's right. He only had $80. That's right. I didn't write that part down. (laughs) But that's enough, apparently. It's enough for him. It's something. (laughs) It's a discount on something he may have been wanting to buy anyway. Mm hmm. But didn't want to pay for it. Well, Mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna say I, I, again, this is another just Phil Hartman delivery that I love with, with the joke. But when <laughs> he's like, yeah, "Matthew, you owe twelve hundred, and then I'll I'll pay the rest," and Matthew's just like, "Wait, no, it's only a thousand, right?" And Bill just gets that condescending smile. You better get yourself a calculator, my friend. <laughs> 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 well, I also like when Catherine asks if they can use the chair. He says, "I'm glad you asked, Catherine, because no." <laughs> also, one of my favorite lines of all time. Um, I, I say that a lot, but I mean my favorite lines are from the show. What are you gonna do? None of you ingrates will ever set butt in this chair. <laughs> so ridiculous. He's excessively blustery in this episode. Um, yeah, definitely. But we didn't really see the. It's been a while since we've seen like that smoking lounge too in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally it's just you just see the wall. You don't right. see too deep into the uh, the hallway. Gets a lot of play in this season. Yeah. It's always there. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't play play that but much there. Right. Did well. No, I was going to ask you a question about arcade. Nope, we're not there yet. Sorry, I was going <laughs> to ask you about arcade. Uh, it's 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 difficult for me. Uh, I can't read. I my like own I like the part where they all watch Dave eat. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is That's towards the right. end there. We're just eating the they salad. All just he's all feels every single one of their eyes on him. Mm-hmm. All at once. Well, I, I do love too, and he's when everybody that does crowd around him, he's just like, "Can somebody please pass the salt?" Like it, he was the only one sitting there, so did he put the salt down out of his own reach? And, mm, and like, also, <laughs> well, why would he want salt on a salad? <laughs> that's also the. Other I've part. actually. I, I, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Is that a Canadian thing? I've actually put salt on a salad. You put if salt I on a salad. Put salt on a. Then there's nothing oh. else in the. I, yeah. All right. Sorry, well, guys. if there's nothing else in it, out of dressing. I, I, Pretty much, yeah. Okay. It's usually when that happens. I guess. <laughs> now I feel like a freak. <laughs> no, no, no. Weird things happen when you're out of stuff, like when you're 
No, you're a freak. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I agree with that. That's absolutely I, fine. This episode also features, I think, the first time uh, Jimmy James' bad acting occurs in the, in the oh, show. Oh, God. If uh, I'm not, if I'm not you mistaken. You didn't have to be so rough with me, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, yeah, Dave decides that uh, you know if uh, he, if anybody's going to give the news good news about the snacks coming back, it's going to be him and not Jimmy. And Jimmy decides so it's got to be a, a bit of a scene. So yeah, well, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to be a real hard ass about this, Dave. They're no like, way, you what? are insane. They're just you these. You are insane. Arguably, I mean, just uh, he's one of the, he can be one of the most grounded actors on the show, and I just love so much that. Uh, oh. That, that that's him, act, his character acting. Well, we see that later when they do the documentary, right? Oh, yeah. the documentary's yeah. fantastic. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jen. I just want to thank whoever came up, and maybe it's you, you know, <laughs> with with the phrase snack hero. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> it's, it's not like the delivery line isn't like, like particularly stand out in its delivery necessarily, but just... It's like some kind of snack. Walk out there like some kind of snack hero. Some kind of snack hero. <laughs> Pretty great for some reason. I, I missed that line. That's funny. There's another running gag that I absolutely love when you guys do. It's the one, two, three, back and forth with Mr. James and typically Dave when it was. Oh, this the, is this I think is the best version of that. <laughs> and I didn't write it. I I don't remember who. I think it's probably Josh Lieb. Okay. It sounds Joshy, but yeah, it's it's th- this is my favorite version of that. That mm-hmm. rhythm joke they do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, the under siege. <laughs> under siege. Nope. Under siege two. Uh uh-uh. uh. How about under siege three? That's the one. I, I, is that? <laughs> well, the uh, um, when you guys like see see that kind of stuff in like past you know past episodes, are, are you always like kind of like looking like oh you know what? And I know you didn't write this one, but I can grab that and put that same kind of formula because like that stuff I love seeing when it comes back. Uh, I don't know if it's quite that planned out. I think okay. like you got your scene, you got to write. You're mm-hmm. sitting there. You're pretty much. You're pretty. You ought to be done in an hour. And 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 you just you just do your best. What's funny is that we're both writers, and yet and we understand the craft. Yet we also still want you to be a magician. So that's where, <laughs> our, that's where a lot of our questions are going to come from. That's where it all. It's so weird. Like I've written screenplays, but then I'm like, so what? What pixie <laughs> visited you and, and told you that this should happen next? Like it's it's uh, uh, you know. So, uh, but I love that all your answers are no, no. That's yeah. it's, it's not how it's not how it works. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, <clears throat> uh, but yeah. <clears throat> they get free snacks again, mm-hmm. and Bill's decided, well, since everybody hates me, I'm going to be the hero again, and everybody can use the chair. Here's the schedule, and they all just rush to sit on this stupid chair and destroy it. It's a loud popping, like a little explosion <laughs> of the chair. It's so upsetting. <clears throat> but yes. I'm kind of wondering, too, because uh, it's just it's just three normal-sized people on a chair. I uh-huh. feel like that chair would be able to hold like a big, big person. You would so. think so. Especially a $2,000 chair. You would think. You yeah. would think so. Well, now I'm just theorizing that Bill got ripped off somehow. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good chance. It, it makes a noise, like I said, a big explosive noise. And I, I have to assume there's a lot more scene there, right? Mm-hmm. And we just just cut to, the, to cut to the exterior and had him say no, and that, then you're done. Yeah, that that well, is the most atypical joke of the entire episode, and almost the whole show. It doesn't feel like a news radio joke. It's very mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> 
It's I'm fine with it. It, but it. It very much look yeah, it looks like a, a, we have to get this to time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it yeah, I know, I know. Obviously, there were there definitely was something cut because the 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 chair, the the blooper that they had where it was just driving all over the the office, and then Phil Hartman like breaks and he just starts awesome. laughing hysterically, like. No, that would have been the last scene. Oh, it would have been. Yeah. What was there like but a serious that, take? that cut? You know, the 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 outtake of it was a lot funnier than the actual actual scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So is he just making a? Do you remember if he was just making a scared face? Yeah, or was just, we were gonna put in sound. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, I thought gotcha. maybe. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Batmobile mode. But then we had this this chair you could ride around on the set for for a long time. We, mm-hmm. we, we, would, like, we would enjoy. We would tool around the set in that chair. Was it remote controlled? How was the damn yeah, thing moving remote. around? Um, it it I had a. I, I remember it as having a joystick on it, but it did clearly oh, did. Was, Maybe it had well, a was remote. Like a, and you would hold the remote in your lap. I don't. I don't. Okay. The, the cover for like the armrest, I noticed it was like over just a little bit right here and his hand was over here so it, maybe it was possible he was controlling it or maybe somebody else I don't know like a jazzy maybe scooter or something off underneath like off the camera but you could probably use it on while you're sitting in it if you wanted yes. to well none of us are there and Lou said it was remote control so I'm going to take Lou no I, 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 yeah. I completely believe yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, I wrote these uh, theories down, though, so I just wanted to bring them. No, that's good. (laughs) Before the Batmobile, we tie up this this story with with Mm. with Catherine and and Joe. And Joe thinks again, again, has has absolutely no tact with her whatsoever. And what's the final uh, thing he's done to her? her The desk. desk? Yes, that's right. Yes, it talks. Catherine, (laughs) Joe likes you. And uh, and Beth is convinced that uh, Catherine has no interest, yeah. and this is the first hint that oh. maybe Catherine does have some interest in Joe. Mm-hmm. I love it well, when she laughs, like the way she laughs, like her reaction is got a lot of nuance to it. It's just it's kind of adorable and just like, uh, uh, yeah, it kind of breaks th- the veneer she's had about him so far. It's it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Well, also when uh, the desk uh, uh, <laughs> says whatever uh, I don't remember I didn't write it down but it says back, bat, talks back to Beth mm-hmm. oh, just and leave her Catherine just alone. like her just like switch to almost like that child like I'm scared to get out of here like I, I just love that Like, yeah no it's a good moment uh, it one sticks in my head partially because of the creepy computer voice what was the computer voice do you know yeah. do you know what you used for it um it sounded like it was a real computer voice yeah mm-hmm. it May have been just whatever Macintosh's text to speech was. Right. At the time. Yeah, I that's right. That because it does sound like the one from the 1984 that that commercial. It feels good to get out of that this bag or that intro where he, yeah. Steve Jobs introduces the computer. That makes sense. We, I remember my, my brother or brother and me messing with that when I was like in junior high on our Mac. You just type out, make it say funny things like <laughs> sexy or whatever. Sure, yeah. boobs. Yeah, boobies. Booby mm-hmm. make boob boobs. That's essentially what we were doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Because I have a theory about that. No, I don't. I, okay, good. Good. I'm glad you know. Uh, I'm going to say my, my favorite line is, oh, there's a lot of really good lines in here, but I'll, I'll, I'll say that George Washington slept with Benedict Arnold. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but that's a really good line. It, Do you need any of these? Uh, no, it's fine. Okay. Uh, my, mine is definitely because, like I said, I have tried to quote it unsuccessfully many times. But uh. Big Chief Custer, 
No, he killed many pale face that day. <laughs> Jen? Uh, we can come back to you. I mean, I, I like I'm Sparktus. And mm-hmm. I, I really like you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's the thing that sticks out a lot to me. Lou, do you have a favorite line? Um, watching again, I felt like the Gore Vidal joke really held up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. 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 I probably didn't write it, but it was a, <laughs> it was a good one. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You're humble about it. I'm trying to think of a favorite moment. Oh, boy. I don't think I wrote it down I, on this one. I like it when they're watching David all at once, all of a sudden. That is really, really funny. It's very good. And I, lo- and I just love the whole scene with Bill, like, doing a really stupid speech for... All the ulterior motives. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to go just, just from hearing that that it was better than the, the, the take that was in there. I might, I might go with a blooper moment on that because I don't remember seeing bloopers before this episode. And mm. I love bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. We had just started doing these credit tags and mm-hmm. it was not at all clear what you should be putting in there. Right. Because also some places wouldn't air them. So you couldn't put plot. Oh, okay. You couldn't. You didn't know for oh. sure that they were mm. going to air them, and certain affiliates did not air them. Weird. Um, so certain allies would put an ad there. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's got to be tough then, or yeah. So you so you couldn't you couldn't put anything in there that tied up plot, was the thought. Hmm. So you ended up having to put and like all the NBC shows, shows were doing at this point. So you ended up having to put it in something that wasn't you know was just kind of like a free joke that mm. sort of had to do with what was going on mm-hmm. and, and uh, did did it ever feel like i have an, a button to end the episode and shoot i gotta find another button to put over the credits is it yeah is it is it wasn't even really a button to put over the credits mm-hmm. it could be like like what that was something kind of slow developing and not precisely a, a joke a written joke Okay. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite moment is is just Jimmy's bad acting. I'll I'll make that, that my favorite <laughs> moment of the episode. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Also. Uh uh forget about it. I am out of here. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite <laughs> moment, or did we already do yours? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, we did yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Glad it was really yeah. memorable for you too. <laughs> Alan, did we do yours? <laughs> we, we did. Okay. It a, yeah, it's so sorry. I'm an idiot. I know we did favorite lines. <laughs> well, then did we not do Lou's favorite moment of the episode? You guys covered it. <laughs> covered it pretty good. It was one of those. <laughs> that means it's time for The, the Real re- Deal with Bill McNeil. Still feel stupid with the... Yep. The, yeah. <laughs> I'm not making you do it. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. You definitely see... Matthew's slavish devotion to Bill in this, which he kind of eats up, even though, you know, Matthew still annoys him, but there's part of him that needs needs him mm-hmm. to have a slavish devotion to him. Yeah. So, at least somebody's paying attention to him almost all of the time. Yeah. Uh, and... He really sells the, the I'm on board with the snack thing at the beginning. It's very devious because he obviously doesn't care. He even kind of acts like, like he's sluggish and low energy at first for like a minute or two at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't care about the snacks. Right. Um, 
He steals them from Dave, apparently, because those were some things he returned to Dave uh, a few episodes oh, that's ago. that's right, yeah. He's yeah. a snack stealer. Yeah, so, you know. If the boss has snacks, he'll be fine. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, oh, he also steals, uh, you know, we know he's comfortable, very, very comfortable at stealing, but... He's stolen large expense, probably at least semi-expensive. He stole comfy chairs from the office, not one. Oh, yeah, right. They he filled that. his den with whatever number of chairs he wanted for his den mm-hmm. from the office. And uh, so, yep, he he's comfortable with being a thief, and he's comfortable with Matthew following around like a dumb puppy, and he... Um, really really wants a massage chair which is not time where he's you know going to be working in any way either right he wants to smoke in it yeah yeah he just needs that the extra special me time Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to share it with anybody and and but but attention and uh and not uh having people talk behind his back maybe Mm -hmm. maybe is is what uh is worse to him maybe i mean he has to have some reason to have let them sit in the chair eventually yeah it's just he you know he knows they're gonna talk behind his back probably at some point anyway because he knows how they feel about him most of the time i think but, sure and he wants to be the hero yeah yeah he's like oh well yeah they they were behind me and now now no one's behind me it's mm-hmm. just stupid matthew right so anything anybody no. Else wants to end? No. That was pretty good. Good. Yeah. Just pulling this out of my. Anyway. That's all. <laughs> the real deal with Bill McNeil. Pulled out of Jen's ass. Oh, I didn't see you ju- that. You almost said it. You said pulled out of my. I just Hot filled enough. in the blank. I'm so sorry. Well, yes. Yes, Alan. I was just going to say uh, I really want to thank Lou Morton for joining us yes, for these you. episodes. Oh, thanks. Thanks for doing the podcast. It's like someone mm-hmm. doing a podcast about your high school yearbook. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's weird. Well, I'm sure it's a little strange that we're doing this. It's it's well, it's it's nice. It was a fun time. It's fun fun to yeah, well, I, I feel like uh, I can't speak for Jason, but I, I feel a little bit like when Bill McNeil was interviewing Chuck D, a little bit overexcited, and you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. No, that's, so that's thank you for putting up with us and. Hopefully we'll have you back. Great. You're welcome back. Yeah. I mean, Thank you're you. welcome back. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. See? <laughs> <laughs> I will not be on that episode, though. Uh, or any of the other <laughs> ones the other ever. One. <laughs> the Magical Pixies will be there. Though, yeah, exactly. That, that make all the good stuff happen. Uh, this is going to come out in a few weeks. So, Lou, anything to promote? Where can people find you? Uh, uh, I'm on twitter i guess at, at lou morton mm-hmm. but uh l-e-w I feel like l-e-w yeah uh that that's the that's as much as i can as i can offer okay and watch veep and watch Veep. oh yeah. watch veep yeah alan uh i'm just gonna actually <laughs> throw out a, an old one uh go to youtube look up the greatest american hero uh the fan series and you'll see don stark and me uh do a remake of the show we had permission for that we just couldn't make money off of. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go take a look at that. Why not? It's fun. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really fun. And you you did your hair up and everything. Right? Yeah, no wig. Yeah. That's no wig. It was actually about temporary perm and blonde hair. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, we didn't mention. I don't know if this is going to come out in time, but you should just come see us in a drinking game here in Los Angeles once a month. We either are doing soon or just did speed. Uh, so so we, I wasn't, the, I wasn't the, in that one, but I'll be in the, oh, all right. the June one. That's fine. <laughs> we drink, the audience drinks, we do it at Acme Hollywood. It's a ton of fun. 
and uh, you'll enjoy yourself. Go to a drinking game.com or go to fa- facebook.com and search. Go to facebook.com. Who says dot com? Anyway, I search for a drinking game. That's okay. about it. There's only one Ed? more thing. Hmm? Oh, huh? Jen. Ooh. Oh, Jen. Where, I'm sorry. What do you, you want to promote? We didn't ask we you what to promote last time. Uh, I promote being nice to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people get bad days maybe a little more often now than I'm just randomly just putting that out there. Sure. And then uh, just write to your congressperson if you are bored. Just do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Now we can say, catch you later, bee cakes. <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert and Jason Klom, and our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Please subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio. Visit stolendress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave.